This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. And now, from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is the CMO Spotlight, with insight from top executives on how to address the key challenges facing the business world and marketing industry. Here are your hosts, Catherine Hayes and Jenny Rooney. Hey, this is Catherine Hayes. I'm the co-author of Beyond Advertising, Creating Value Through All Customer Touchpoints, and formerly ran the Wharton Future of Advertising program. And I am here with the wonderful, the fabulous, the amazing oh Jenny Rooney, who is the Forbes CMO Network Editor. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Catherine. I'm here with the wonderful, fabulous, <laughs> amazing Catherine Hayes. All so right. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm All the right. editor of the CMO Network at Forbes. So thank you. As listeners who've been with us before, but for you, those who have you who are new, we talk to chief marketing officers who are at the forefront of doing really amazing things. Jenny taps into her CMO network. I tap into mine and find some of the folks who are doing really interesting things. I'm going to be talking with Joni Allen. She's the global CMO of Bear Paint Company, a $2 billion, what they call architectural coatings firm. So with that, why don't we go ahead and get started? Jody, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Hi, Jody. Hi. We're pleased to have you, and maybe, you know what, we'd like to just start off with um, some introductions, both to your company as well as to you, a little bit of background. So if you can start by just giving us sort of the elevator pitch uh, on Bear. Absolutely. So um, so Bear is essentially the number one uh, DIY brand in, in America, and we're really excited to um, be out there with architectural paint, with wood care products. Um, our whole strategy is really focused on how do we help consumers really transform their spaces and make them into something that they're really excited about, and um, color being a, a really big part of that. So um, so that's really been a little bit of our history. We started actually back in 1947, and uh, our founding um partner actually sold wood stain out of a woody station wagon. Oh, and nice. Was, yeah, it was amazing. Um, that was in Pasadena, California, and that led actually into an amazing relationship that we have with the Home Depot, where we started selling bear paint in 1986. So for the last 40 years, we've been in partnership with Home Depot. And uh, as I mentioned, we're the number one DIY brand in America. So, you know, it, it's so interesting. Like it took you probably a good two minutes before you even really use the word paint mm-hmm. when you were describing <laughs> the company, which is is um, remarkable because you already in describing what your company does, it's 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 everything that we talk to CMOs about wanting to do is create is talk about their companies in terms and products in terms of the end result, right? The purpose, the value the to, sort, them, to their customer. Yeah, yeah, it's not the product that you're selling; it's the outcome and the experience. So I'm just Absolutely. like hitching into that. I'm sure we'll get into that <laughs> further, but that was that was quite quite uh, quite interesting. So. And yeah. we, we also know in the show that everybody has sort of different, um, the chief marketing officer title means so many different things. So can you just tell us briefly about um, the scope of what you have under your auspices, under your accountability? Absolutely. So at Bayer, um, I essentially am responsible for our brand portfolio, which includes everything from all of our advertising to um, all of our media, to PR, to digital, social search. Uh, I also have 
all of our essentially in-store retail experience. So hmm. how do we bring color to life to consumers when they're shopping for paint in-store as well as online? And, uh, and then I also have a color marketing team that actually creates all of our beautiful colors and palettes and color of the year and uh, innovation team and, um, and an insights and strategy team as well. So that's essentially the breadth of, of our kind of marketing group within Bear. And you've been there now for um, several years. Yeah. Five years. So you're you're bucking the trend. I mean, that's like <laughs> five years is a lifetime in, in CMO yeah. world. So uh, what's the secret to your longevity there in that role? Well, I think it's for me, it's all about how do we continue to make sure our brands are relevant, grow our brands and continue to be relevant with consumers. And, you know, ultimately, then, you know, hopefully that then results in, in continuing to gain share and drive sales for the company. So, you know, I think it's just how do we continue to kind of think out of the box and do things differently and try things and test and learn and uh, knowing that not everything's going to work. But, you know, how do we continue to just, you know, make sure that we are bringing very relevant offerings to the consumers and, and making their life easier and making the entire painting process, for example, super easy for them. What, what's an example? You know, what's something you've launched or done or created or? Yeah. Some... So um, the one thing I'll, I'll mention, we uh, we launched what we're calling Bear Express. So if you think about, for example, just consumers, you know, not, not everyone wants to go in store and, and shop for paint. And part of what we were trying to do is how do we just make it easier for consumers through that entire journey? So our Bear Express that we just launched is essentially our new kind of online painting shopping experience where it's hassle-free and we'll send very high-quality paint along with all the supplies. So everything from oh, the wow. to the rollers and the trays that you need direct to your home. And it's like DTC painting easy. supplies. That's yeah, awesome. It is. Yes. Well, so you were talking about test and learn about that. And how can you tell us a, a little bit about that process? Because that is absolutely critical to, to stay ahead, to stay at the at the leading edge of what's going on and also kind of know what you're doing. So tell us about that process, please. Absolutely. So I would say we use the test and learn process throughout everything we do. So I think one Maybe interesting example. So if you if you think about if you're shopping for paint and and you go into let's say a Home Depot and you see there's this what we call the color wall if you will that has all the paint chips and, and brochures and things. Uh, one of the things that from a test and learn perspective we've done is we actually are just rolling out a whole new color wall. And as a part of that, if we think about test and learn, what we've done with that was we partnered with a Home Depot. We had 90 test stores. We put different types of configurations of curated color palettes. And, you know, what if we put our, like, all of our weights and neutrals together in one, one beautiful palette on the wall? Um, what if we started with our best paint, which is Marquee, which is guaranteed one coat? What if we had a palette of that and just really testing different types of configurations within the store. And that led us to be able to, we were able to, you know, look at, you know, what essentially, what did the consumers like the best? What drove the most sales? What was easiest for them? And so it was really a test and learn of different configurations. And then from there, you know, then we ruled out our, our new, a whole new color wall. So I think that's, that's one example uh, of how we use that throughout our business. And just to, to clarify, does, does, is that then the result of that is what you do in all of your stores or are you able to tailor it to the particular local market? 
So what we do um, within Home Depot, since there's 2,000 stores, we do roll out the complete color wall. Mm -hmm. Um, And then within each of the markets, depending on, you know, where the, you know, there may be different trends. So like sometimes we'll have like, for example, like um, brochures that will tie more with the trends that are uh, that are falling within within that market. Like, let's say exterior you know, painting might be different, you know, when you think about the colors in certain regions within within the United States. So there are ways like that that we definitely personalize. Um, we do a lot of personalization for sure when we think about, like, all of our – everything from our email blast that we do to social media, um, et cetera. So some of it's more online on the personalization side, uh, but we also try to, to do that as much as we can in store as well. Um, Jody, you know, we're living in a time when like home renovation and the HGTV and I mean, there is just incredible has been a like ongoing explosion, persistent obsession with all things home and refreshing and renovating. And, you know, um, I'm trying to think when it really kicked in, but it, it's been going strong for a long time. So that's a huge wave to ride. Um, but at the same time, so that it's all wonderful momentum at the same time, you got to make sure you're getting it right, right? In the midst of all yeah. that sort of um, where consumers are putting their money. So how do you think about that? You know, how do you, how is that both an asset for you, but also a challenge that you as a CMO make sure you're on top of? And I guess the, the corollary, the secondary question to that is what new consumer insights, like what's sort of like... Uh, tip of the spear, like really new, new things you're noticing among consumers um, Mm -hmm. in the not too distant future that you think are going to continue to upend this, you know, market. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, a couple of things. So if, if I start with the, the trends that I'm seeing, definitely personalization for sure. Um, You know, across many, many industries, but for sure, when you think about painting and as you mentioned, you know, just with HDTV and all the inspiration that's out there. And so, you know, we definitely are seeing people experiment more with color in their spaces. And Mm -hmm. what's interesting about that, obviously, there's painting on the walls, but there's also, you know, like, for example, like finding this beautiful end table and, and, and essentially painting that and making it unique and personalized for your own space. And we're, so mm. we're seeing people like really using, starting to use different, you know, painting techniques. We have, for example, like chalk paint, which is specifically for furniture, mm-hmm. um, which are really flat finish with the wax over it. So just to get a really unique look. So I would say that we're definitely seeing that personalization and, and we're seeing for sure. And we have a lot of really interesting research around just when you paint your room, for example, um, depending on the mood that you're trying to go after, if you're going after like calm and relaxing or whatever the mood is, paint definitely does change the feel of your room. So we're seeing people starting to kind of move, you know, for sure neutrals are going to always be like really popular, but we're seeing people starting to move into a little bit more color. So I think that that's an interesting trend that, that we're definitely starting to see. Um, and then, you know, you know, you asked about like, you know, riding the wave and things like that. You know, the one thing I'll say is, when we think about our business, so, you know, we've had for many, many years, baby boomers, for example, were big DIYers. And mm-hmm. um, and now what we're, you know, as we look at, at the data, there's about 10,000 baby boomers retiring each and every day. And so, and they're, they're tending to stay in their homes a little bit longer, but they're also, when projects come on, you know, they're 
typically, I would say, they're more interested in um, having someone, you know, do the projects for them and things like that. So part of what we're seeing trend-wise as well is we're starting to see millennials really come into into the market. And as the millennials are now the number one segment of first-time home buyers, what we're seeing is that typically when you buy a home, you also you also paint. Paint. And so <laughs> part right. So so part of what we have to do is as I think about there's this whole new segment that's coming into the market that has never painted before. Mm. And so things that are as basic of, you know, how do you paint a wall? How do you how do you put the tape on the wall? You know, like all yeah. all the different tips and tricks are really, I think they're really important because we have to be able to help this new group that's coming into the industry and so smart or something yeah. for them. Yeah. Hence the box so or the, the, the packet the that box, you're sending yeah. out. Yeah. The They're box you're sending out. Exactly. The turnkey yeah. do it yourself um, package. And we should probably just say full disclosure, Jenny's just moved into a new home. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, I feel the pain. And, and I, I and I love to paint furniture. So yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we have a sort of ulterior motives here in asking yeah. all these questions, not just for our listeners, but uh, for the home projects. Yeah. Painting is like, it, it is, it completely changes a space, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just so cool to hear you talk about paint, like innovation in paint like this is how we'll innovate a product like that one of the things i really wanted to ask you about um jody is uh one of the announcements that you had just recently too um about another innovation and in a way Mm -hmm. we've always talked about it the you know future of advertising and marketing which is the the product design the package design is equally what the experience is about for your customers so can you talk about your your new innovation in that space which is pretty cool Yeah, absolutely. So our innovation, we're calling Simple Pour. And essentially, it's, it's, we've reimagined the paint can. If you think about the traditional paint can, it's kind of been a similar design for about 100 years. So, yeah. uh, so w- what we started to, to see as we were like interacting with consumers and watching the paint, um, part of what we realized was there's an opportunity to just to make it a little bit easier, less mess. Just make it easier. Make it so that essentially your paint will last a lot longer. So our Simple Pour uh, container that we just launched, essentially it's 100% recyclable design. So it's made out of 100% recycled plastic. And the idea behind it, it has, a, it has this nice little essentially twist cap. You put the, the Simple Pour spout on. And you can like very easily, you know, pour the paint versus if you think about today, if you go out and look in, you know, your garage or your storage, you know, you'll see lots of paint all over the can. Um, so this actually, you know, it's easy in, the, in that process. But it also, if you think about over time, a lot of times today, the, the lid on the cans are metal like versus plastic, right. recycled right. plastic. And so a lot of times you'll you'll open your can maybe, you know, a year later when you want to touch up or, or repaint and there'll be rust and, and things like that inside the paint. Um, so there is no rust with this. And it also with the new with the new plastic lid, if you will, it also has a super, super tight seal. And so essentially it, it really helps keep your paint fresher longer. Amazing. So those are some of the, yeah, some of the benefits, if you will, of our new Simple Pour. So, you know, you mentioned the Home Depot partnership, right? I mean, you're sold exclusively in Home Depots, which is is hu- a huge platform and asset for reaching 
a ton of people, but it's hard to not think of Home Depot when you think of the Bear Paint brand, right? I mean, they're they're part yeah. and parcel. I mean, they're there's a huge alignment in, in consumers. Yeah. So how do you sort of think about branding Bear versus branding Bear at Home Depot versus you know what I mean? And I think your TV advertising, for example, is Home Depot advertising featuring Bear Paint. So mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that. You know, how do you negotiate um, the strong brand value that both brands bring to the equation and and how you isolate one and not the other, et cetera, et cetera. And, and also, if I can just throw in there, too, I was also curious as to how that works with the direct to consumer packaging that you're now doing mm-hmm. more of, too, and how how does that affect Who the relationship? That? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, a couple things in regards to, to the branding. And so obviously we partner very closely with the Home Depot and, and we are exclusive with the Bear brand. We do have other brands in our portfolio, but that's by far the largest. And so in regards to marketing, so we, I would say we work with Home Depot marketing, like probably multiple times a week. I can tell you that there's lots, lots of conversations um, and, and how we distinguish. So part of what we do is we really strategically, we start with, for example, um, you know, if you think about like, what are we really going after um, from a messaging standpoint? And then what we do is we carve out. So what does that mean for Bear? And then what does that mean for Home Depot? So we do have our separate, if you will, um, budgets, if you will. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the, the Home Depot you know, they, they're really focused on, you know, like the convenience of their store and, and driving people into their store. And, you know, we're really focused on telling people about the quality and the innovation behind our brand. And and then I would say we both do tag each other, if you will, at the end of the – I'm just talking like for a TV spot, for example. Mm. So making sure that it feels super integrated, but also that, you know, we have different messages. For the, for the consumer. And so, you know, I think that's, that's one way we do that. And um, because we want to make sure that, you know, when people, you know, for example, especially if they're like up in the funnel, you know, if they're really looking at like, you know, they're just, they're starting to plan, they're looking for inspiration. You know, we want to be that brand that's out there to help them. And then as they start to kind of get a little bit lower in the funnel and really getting ready to whether or not they're going to buy online or in store, like, you know, really serving up, you know, essentially the convenience and all and really everything that, that Home Depot has to offer as well. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of how we kind of distinguish between the two. And then on the direct to consumer. So the Bear Express that we, that we were talking about is essentially in partnership with the Home Depot. So if you go on to, you know, essentially to Bear Express, which is our um essentially bear.com backslash express is, is the site. If you go on to that, when you actually check out of that, you know, you're getting ready to buy your paint or your supplies, you're actually paying through the Home Depot. And that's similar to our e-commerce today. Yeah. Yep. So we try to make it super simple, but that, that's how that actually works. So I know you worked at Whirlpool previously. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that um, and how that experience you know, also working for a very strong, I guess, domestic brand. Is that what, how we refer? I mean, brands in the home, right? I oh, mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. As <laughs> yeah, opposed I mean, to not, in not global global brand. Brand. Wait, she's the global CMO. Not a global. No, no. Right, right, the right. other domestic. Um, True. And Sealy. And Sealy. That's right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, these are core to the home brands, right? So, yeah. a huge experience, deep experience in that in that area. So, I mean, what did you learn from those previous experiences? And, and what are you bringing to bear now? Um, yes. 
So I think, as you said, it's interesting because it's there, you know, between appliances and mattresses and paint, all home, very much home related, very much from a marketing standpoint, uh, focused on the female consumer Mm -hmm. uh, because the female consumer is actually making a lot of those decisions and and really in all three of those industries. So, you know, I would just say, you know, I've learned a ton at, at each of the companies I've been at. You know, I think what's interesting, especially at Whirlpool, is I actually, my background might be a little bit different than most of the CMOs potentially you talk with. I actually started in finance. And, Ooh, nice. Uh, nice. Yes. And so it's been such a like foundation like for me because, you know, every time you get in front of a board or in front of, you know, decision makers and, you know, it's, it's all about, so what's the ROI on your marketing right. investment, right? right. So, um, so, you know, I think at Whirlpool, I had such an uh, amazing opportunity to, to be in, I mean, literally, like, so many different departments from finance. Um, I actually lived in Brazil. I worked on our international business and just really grew up through the company and um, worked, in, worked in strategy, product development, and then a lot on the brand side. So worked on the KitchenAid brand and Whirlpool brand. And um, so it was really, you know, it was, I learned so much there. And I think what's interesting about the appliance industry, it's very competitive. So you think about like even the marketing, you know, it's mm. extremely competitive. And so how do you really continue to like, you know, make sure that your brand's relevant? And there's a lot of right, features and you think about, you know, whether or not it's dishwashers, um, washing machines, et cetera. So making sure that you're, you know, really innovating, um, in a way that cons- consumers are finding value there. So I think, you know, I, I learned a lot from Whirlpool just, um, just cause I had exposure to such, you know, different parts of the business and was, was working on the marketing for, you know, some of the, some of the really large brands. And then, then I went into my first CMO position when I, when I joined Sealy and that was an amazing opportunity to really just be able to go, and to bring all the learning that I have, but to a new industry. And at that point, you know, digital didn't really exist. So there wasn't really social and, you know, what hmm. were lots of opportunity in that space. So it just brought a lot of new thinking, um, our innovation, like our stage gate process, and just a lot of ways um, really, really took those brands and um, and just really had the opportunity to, to really kind of revitalize them. And, um, and just, it was, it was super, super exciting to be able to go in and really help grow that company. And, um, and so those, you know, I think just the learnings from there, uh, as well were, you know, just really being able to like nurture these brands. And as we think about like, just kind of digital, social websites, like really be able to take things to the next level, um, but make sure that we were distinctly positioning the brands because we had about five brands at Sealy and like mm. really figuring out like, how do we distinguish between a Stearns and Foster brand versus a Posturepedic and well, I want to, I want to bring innovation there. Yeah. And I got to add, we only have like maybe like one or two minutes left real quick, but I'm just curious because yeah. having worked for the Sealy brand, like we're seeing, I mean, the mattress category has been so radically disrupted by, oh. you know, Casper and avocado and purple and all these things. Um, what do you think, having having witnessed that? I mean, I wish you had more time so you could tell me, like, what did you what do you think of that? You know, but separately, when you think about disruption in your market, what keeps you up at night? I mean, what who and what could possibly disrupt the paint market that you're kind of paying attention to? 
the uh, wallpaper market. Competitive front. <laughs> wallpaper should come back, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, there, you know, there's some wallpaper coming back. There is, yeah. A large, um, but I think, you know, we always have to be on top of our game and we always have to be looking at like, what are the, who are those competitors coming in? And I think, um, you know, how do we make sure that we continue to be relevant to the consumer? So if you think about things like everything from simplifying the whole process, so everything from Bear Express, as as I said, you know, how do we just get you know, how do we help people through that process? So I think that's one thing. Mm. Um, Looking for new needs, Kate, like new needs to meet, like, and how you can meet them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one thing, you know, I I think is, especially as you think about the world, you know, they're very much going online. Like, what does that end up looking like? You know, if you think about, you know, 10 years from now, five years from now. So I think, you know, you know, does that keep me up at night? You know, my whole thing is how do we just make sure we're being super proactive and just mm-hmm. getting out there and just like figuring, like testing things that we talked about at the beginning, like and just learning, um, so that you know we are we continue to be the leaders, and not only in DIY, but pro is a big growing opportunity for us, and mm-hmm. we've had a lot of focus on the pro side of the business over mm-hmm. the last ten years. So that's that's another big diversifying, area. yeah, yeah, and looking cool. at other categories, you know, new what are some new adjacencies and things that um, you know that that our brand resonates with consumers in. So what are some of the new products? So um, we have a whole a whole list of innovation we're working on around that as well. So I think that's that's super exciting, you know, just being able to be out there, um, obviously in you know, in pain and stain, but what, you know, beyond that. So that's a lot of focus of ours right now is to to kind of just think about our brand and, and how we can continue to leverage that in other areas too. Well, Jody, I can your your enthusiasm and excitement is absolutely palpable. It's it's so wonderful, and for someone who's been um, the CMO at Bear for the last five years, it sounds like there's a lot of runway still mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of uh, the innovation, and it's something that that touches all of us in terms of our home. So, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thanks, Jody. It's really been a pleasure. Thanks. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. That was Jody Allen. She's the Global Chief Marketing Officer for Bear Paint Company. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.